2: And welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. We have been around uh, thanks to the help we get from Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Uh, what do we figure, Dan? It's getting real close to 30 years, but who's counting, right? Isn't, isn't that
3: right? Who's <laughs> counting? Wow. 30 years isn't as long as it used to be, Danny. I don't know what's going on here.
2: I don't know. It's really compressed, but uh, time does fly. And uh, speaking of flying, it flies here, too, when Dan visits us every Saturday morning. Uh, if you have any kind of a car care question you have to bring it into your favorite dealer, your favorite shop, and you want to know ahead of time what could be ailing, why don't you call or text Dan? Just one number to do either, 651-461-9226. And keep in mind, Dan takes his leave about 745 just ahead of Jack Farrell's wine chat. So don't wait if you uh, have an issue and you want to see if you can't get some uh, analysis from Dan. Again, call or text 651 461 9226. Uh, before I mention uh, my visit to, to Lloyd's this past week, uh, we've got a text. Dan, let's see if we can't help this person out uh, first. 2014 F-150, they have a front strut leaking. The dealer's telling me I should replace struts in pairs. Can I replace just one, or will that cause problems, is the question.
3: Well, I'd, it probably won't cause problems. I agree with the dealer. You should replace struts in pairs. You're driving right now with one strut that's leaking, which means one of the struts is working better than the other strut. Uh, and if you put, if you replace just the one leaking strut, you'll be back to another situation where, of course, the brand new strut is going to work better than the old strut. So you've got a mismatch pair on there now. If you replace just one of them, you'll still have a mismatch pair. Will it cause any problems? Probably not. I mean, it probably would be fine. But I would agree with the dealership that you should replace struts in pairs.
2: Okay. I know the temperature, you know, it's 28 now. And when I was at Lloyd's Automotive this past week getting an oil change, uh, the temperature was a little bit warmer. And I remember uh, talking to uh, Nick as you were doing some work. And uh, I said, you know, looking at that uh, engine compartment, it's kind of dusty. I think I want to wipe that. Well, no sooner that i had said that then uh, y- you've got the hose out and you're uh, cleaning up my engine compartment now um i've always hesita- been hesitant to do that very thing maybe i've heard horror stories uh well, what's the story on that because it looks great now but you kind of did it not forcefully right
3: right well actually i started with the process because your battery cables were starting oh, to grow that's right. that green hair and so I wanted to uh, get all of that rinsed off and cleaned off so that your battery cables are good for the winter. And then, of course, as I'm rinsing that off, all of a sudden the battery looks so nice, I thought I better make the rest of the engine compartment look the same. So <laughs> if as you notice, as you look under the engine compartment, most of what's there is plastic covers. Most yeah. of what you're looking at is plastic covers. And uh, so I think you'll you notice that I rinsed it off lightly. I you know, especially around the engine compa- or the engine itself, I did a pretty light rinse around any electrical stuff. I did a pretty light rinse. And then around the fenders and the, and the uh, um, cowling below the windshield and, uh, and all of the stuff up in front of the radiator, I rinsed what much more aggressively. And then when I got all done, I uh, simply took a rag. And wiped off all the spots that I could get at that were easily accessed. And in the process of polishing all that, when we're all done, it looks great. Yeah. And so, you know, as you're driving down the road on a rainy day, your engine compartment is certainly getting full of rain and mist and water. And so all of the connectors under the car are weather pack connectors. In other words, they're sealed connectors and all of the components are in sealed things so you know they're designed to withstand a certain amount of water. Uh, If I tried hard I could spray it hard enough to get some water in somewhere where it didn't belong but uh, the idea is to just kind of lightly mist it and rinse it off and and uh, make it look brand new again and it did and and I was happy about that and I was glad you just kind of lightly mist it and rinse it off and and uh, make it look brand new again, and it did. And and I was happy about that, and I was glad you were happy oh, when yeah. we were done.
2: Now, before we take a call from Charlie, um, a listener, uh, was that hot water when you were using?
3: Well, it got hot, but no, it didn't start. It takes oh, it a little start. while okay. for the hot water to get through the hose. <laughs> hot water works best. Yeah. By the time I was done, it was hot water, but uh, but no, when I started, it was it was you know just the the temperature of the water in the hose.
2: A uh, final question about batteries, terminals. Uh, is there something to be, to, can a, a listener uh, put something on, some kind of protective uh, stuff on those battery uh, uh, posts?
3: You can, and I don't. Uh, I think it's better just to, from time to time, clean them off, rinse them off and clean them off and keep it clean. Uh, there is a spray that you can put on to try and seal the Battery cables, so that they, you know, they don't get exposed to the air and uh, to the elements to cause that corrosion. Uh, but again, I don't. Uh, I think it, I, I. I prefer to just keep them clean. Keep and them so clean. That's what I do. All
2: right. Let's uh, take a phone call this morning. Charlie's been waiting there in Lakeville to uh, ask you a question. Charlie, thank you. What's your question for Dan?
3: Gentlemen, good morning. 2017 XTS Cadillac. We I switched out the uh, license plate light. Uh, with leds uh about a year ago and now they're flickering uh not simultaneously but here and there they go off they on and they flash any thoughts yeah i uh, i think you probably have some bad that's sounds like a failing led bulb and that's kind of what they do the way they work they they will flash like they will flash like that. They're different than a fluorescent bulb or uh, um, an incandescent bulb, and uh, the LED has a, has a way of flashing like that when they're failing. So, and I actually find that quite often on aftermarket type uh, components like that, uh, LED lights and stuff like that are diff- that are different colors or brighter or whatever. Uh, they work great. Uh, they you know, take care of what you're interested in taking care of, but they seem to have a a short life span. So I think probably you could check on the warranty, see if they'll warranty the bulbs for you. Otherwise, I think if you replace them again, you'll be back in business for another year or so.
2: Excellent. All right. Hang on, Dan. We'll take a, break, a quick break here. Be right back. We've got a bunch of text messages that have just flown in as well. Any kind of a car care question, call or text 651 Right now in the Twin Cities, we're at 28 degrees. We may hit 31 today. As far as your Sunday goes, about the same, clouds and near 31. Again, right now on CCO this Saturday, 28 degrees. Stay with us. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here along with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You know, I say it again, I love to visit uh, Lloyd's Automotive, you know, just to go there, but you've got such great surroundings, shopping, coffee shops, things like that. It's, it's kind of like a whole adventure. Tell, tell everybody where you're located, Dan.
3: Yeah, well, it's great to have you come over and visit, Danny. We love it when you come. Uh, we are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria on Grand Avenue. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651 228 13
2: very good. We'll get you that number before Dan leaves us, which is close to 745 or so this morning. Call or text your car care question at 651-461-9226. Like Mary, calling in from uh, West St. Paul, I believe, uh, this morning. Thanks, Mary. What's your question for Dan? Uh, I have a 2015 Toyota Camry. I
0: have lost my the, the key, car key, the fob to my car. Where can I go? Where different places that I can go to get a replacement and
2: approximate costs.
3: You know, I don't know how much it costs. Um, I'm not sure. But I think that uh, the key key fobs uh, are certainly available from the Toyota dealership. So that's a great place for you to go. Bear in mind that, that the key fob will have to be programmed at some level. And I'm not sure... Uh, on a 2015 Camry, if you have the smart key system or whatever. But at some level, the uh, key fob needs to identify itself with your car. And so there's sometimes a simple mechanical process that we go through to uh, re-identify those. Uh, Sometimes it's a more complicated uh, reprogramming that requires hooking it up to the computer and, uh, you know, introducing the, the, the components to each other, and that gets a little bit more complicated. Uh, depending upon the system that you have, the, the first one I described, if it's just a handshake like, hey, here I am, know who I am, uh, that's pretty simple and pretty inexpensive. The, uh, the other one's a little more complicated and gets a little bit more expensive.
2: Okay. Very good. Thanks, Mary. Uh, Here's a text, uh, Dan. It says, my daughter has gone off to college and left her VW Golf in the garage. Is there anything I should do to help it along this winter for storage?
3: Well, um, we've talked about this a a lot in the past. If you're storing a vehicle, uh, one of the options is from time to time, use it. Uh, You know, take it out and drive it and uh, start it at least monthly, probably more often than that, and uh, and keep it operating. That's maybe the best answer, which is, you know, uh, if you're going to actually store it, leave it, not touch it for the whole winter. Uh, the biggest concern is probably that the battery will go dead, which is not a big problem, except if the battery goes dead in an unheated garage, it will freeze and it'll wreck the battery. So you need to keep that in mind. The best thing to do would be to take the battery out of the vehicle and, you know, store it someplace where it won't freeze. And, uh, and, but I'm sure that if you go look at the battery, you'll see that looks like a complicated process too. So another option would be to get a battery tender, not a trickle charger, but a battery tender, because a battery tender will keep the battery fully charged for the winter, but it will not overcharge the battery. In other words, it'll shut off Uh, when the battery is at full charge. And then as the battery goes down a little bit, it'll turn itself back on and and, uh, keep the battery fully charged. So battery tender. And then uh, as far as the tires and all that sort of stuff, it's probably just fine until spring when you get it out. And then in the spring, you'll need to call again, and we'll give you a list of things to do. When the car, when you get the car started in the spring and
2: and uh, after it
3: sat all winter,
2: yeah. All right, thanks for that. Uh, we're going to uh, uh, check out uh, the CCO forecast here coming up in a moment. Here's a question, though. Uh, good morning. It says, "Do you know if electric car batteries lose power when not being used?"
3: Uh, I'm sure they do, and I don't know at what rate, but. Uh, all vehicles, all batteries, all everything uh, have a—you know—just just to keep them alive takes energy, and of course, the energy comes from the batteries. And uh, so, over time, yes, they will lose power. Uh, just seemingly sitting there doing nothing. Uh, so, and and like just on that last call, that's what we were talking about. If you leave a battery in a car sitting long enough it will eventually go dead.
2: Sure. And
3: uh, because because there are, you know, that's just the nature of, of a battery and of a car.
2: Dan, I know I want to get to that forecast, but I don't want to leave Cheryl in Burnsville waiting through the break. So let's do that. Uh, Cheryl's on the horn from Burnsville. Thank you, Cheryl. What is your question for Dan?
0: I brought my car in, oh, it was last month for an oil change. Does that mean now that my car is okay for winter? They, you know, check the fluids and, the tires and all this, does that mean that I'm okay now for winter? Or do I have to bring it in for something more before?
3: No, I think it's okay. I think that if, if you were in just a month ago, uh, we had that vision in, in mind that cold weather is coming and uh, that vehicle will need to be ready to go for that. The old, the old old In the old days, we used to put different viscosity oil in winter and summer, and we don't do that anymore. It uses the same oil all year round. And so I think that if you were in, uh, you'll be fine for winter.
2: Very good. Hang on, Dan. We'll have a look at that CCO forecast, and we'll be back with the remaining minutes of our Car Care Show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Car Care Show here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to our Car Care Show here on CCO. We're around every Saturday, thanks to folks like Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, helping you out as he's done for so many years here. A little after the 7 o'clock news break, you'll hear us every Saturday. We appreciate your company. Uh, Of course, Dan, as usual, we have a lot of questions to get answered before we uh, let you go today. We won't get to all of them. We'll probably save some for, uh, for next week. But here's one. Uh, 2009 Lexus, high mileage, runs poorly at times, like a surging feeling. Uh, got a computer test, says replace spark plugs and coil. Sometimes it runs good. You think, looking at your crystal ball, you think it'll run worse or stay the same if they uh, get that job done. Well, if if
3: somebody has diagnosed it and says that it needed, it needs an ignition coil, that's probably what's causing your problem. Uh, if an if a mis, if a coil is misfiring, there will be a uh, diagnostic code stored in the computer, and your check engine light will be on. So I think that if that's the case, you can trust that diagnosis. And uh, if you have a coil misfiring, will cause a surging feeling for sure. So. At at a minimum, uh, like I say, if your check engine lights on and that diagnostic code is stored in there, then you do need to replace that coil, and and uh, the spark plugs are probably a maintenance item; they're probably do, but uh, but the misfire uh, would need to be fixed.
2: Okay, here is a uh, 2014 Chevy Equinox four cylinder that when the tester first starts it, it, it uh, up, it runs rough. And then it smooths out after about a minute. I just had a tune up, they say. My mechanic said they couldn't find anything with a diagnostic check. Do you have any guesses why that may be rough at first?
3: Well, I don't have any guesses. Uh, the, the diagnostic check is what I would recommend, and uh, they were unable to find something with that. <clears throat> I think of the fact that it runs okay shortly after startup. Uh, maybe the best answer is to, and I'm assuming the check engine light is not on, or they would have uh, would have found that. Uh, maybe the best uh, way to go right now is to give it a little bit of time and see if it straightens itself out or if things get worse or if the check engine light comes on. Certainly if the check engine light comes on, then, like I say, there'll be a diagnostic code stored in there, and that'll give them some direction. Uh, to go as to what's going on and causing your trouble.
2: Let's see here. We have time for one or two more. 2005 Lincoln Aviator 4.6 V8 ignition coil D or cylinder 4 keeps throwing a misfire code first thousand revolutions. I have aftermarket coil packs. I was told by one mechanic that I need to use motorcraft ignition coil packs. I don't know if you want to comment on that or not. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think that that's
3: necessarily true. The companies that make aftermarket ignition coils should be doing a good job of that, and they should interface with your Lincoln just fine. Uh, it could be defective. That certainly could be the case. Or uh, sometimes it's not the coil at all. Sometimes there's a carbon track that has... Built up on the spark plug or on the boot that covers the spark plug. There's a whole bunch of other things that could cause a misfire besides the ignition coil. So I think the right answer would be to uh, get some diagnostic work done on that. Uh, it's not a big deal to get in there and inspect what's going on. You know, you know it's cylinder number four, and so to get in there and check all of the components involved would probably uh,
2: turn the light on and they would know what to do to fix it. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, for those folks that maybe would like to come and visit you, and I know folks do that, no matter where they live, you get the customers from Iowa, I think, as well. Yeah. They come from all over. But uh, seriously, if folks want to get uh, you know their vehicle ready for winter or just get regular maintenance on, whatever the case may be, how do we find you guys at Lloyd's? We'll
3: do just that, Denny. Come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651-228-1316.
2: Finally, how do we keep mice out of our cars, so a texter says?
3: uh keep mice out of your garage would be the <laughs> or yes. or wherever it is that you store your vehicle and don't give the mice any uh food or anything like that in your car uh, that's a great start and then there's aftermarket things there's certainly traps you know mm-hmm. that you can set in your car you can bait the mice and trap them there's uh, mouse
2: magic too mouse magic right and kind then of there's
3: t- chemicals that will uh, deter them from, like mouse magic. I've seen some people use uh, those laundry uh, dryer sheets. They'll put those in the car, things like that. Um, But I think if you do a search on the web, you'll find a whole bunch of people that do this for a living, and and they make a living at it, and they want to sell you something that uh, we'll probably work and do the job for you. Yeah,
2: and good luck. All right. Dan, thanks so much. We'll uh, talk again next week. I have another show next week. So have a good week, Dan. Sounds good. Thanks, Danny. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Stay tuned next for Jack Farrell's Wine Chat here on News Talk 830 WCC.